0: NATO leaders um, have been meeting and Ukraine has been at the top of the agenda. As a matter of fact, Vladimir Zelensky was kind of piqued when he uh, was meeting with some of the leaders and put out a statement on Twitter uh, saying that it was, uh, I don't know the exact wording of the statement, but he was mad as heck that Ukraine was not being admitted to NATO. But there's a certain jeopardy in admitting a new country, especially one that is already at war, to NATO. Here to explain the fine lines, uh, Melinda Haring is a non-resident senior fellow at the Atlantic Council's Eurasia Center, also editor of the Atlantic Council's Ukraine Alert blog. She's been with us before and she's always been a good sherpa on this topic. Good morning. Good morning, John. Okay, so I, I don't think it comes as much of a surprise that it's not like electing a pope. Uh, I didn't think there was any chance Ukraine was going to be admitted at this particular round.
1: Uh, okay, hold on. Let's back up for a minute. So the sure. big brawl in Vilnius is not about admitting Ukraine into NATO today. No one is pushing that point. President Zelensky has said, of course, we're not going to be admitted. There's an ongoing war. So it's not about letting them in now. Uh, President Biden has been disingenuous. He said that on Sunday on the talk shows. That's not what the argument is about. The argument is about when to let Ukraine in. And the argument is about whether or not NATO should extend an invitation, just an invitation at Vilnius. And NATO decided yesterday not to and Europe is united and wants to do it the 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 holdouts are Washington and Berlin those are the two countries that are saying no
0: okay so what happens if Ukraine is admitted I mean the whole policy at NATO has always been an assault on one is an assault on all so you know they're actively in a war right now I guess they've got to settle the war and then we can move to the next steps
1: That's right. So there's a a big document that came out yesterday, and it's very mushy and very confusing. And the document does do some good things. It removes something called a membership action plan, which are conditions for a country who wants to join Uh, before they can join. They must meet X, Y and Z. So it removed. It's called the map. Uh, And it will be easier for Ukraine to join once NATO says, "Okay, boys, you're ready. So Biden said on Sunday that uh, the war has to be over and Ukraine has to make progress on a number of reforms before Ukraine can join NATO. I I think a lot of people are sort of Stunned by that because there is support uh, for Ukraine to join NATO. Uh, again, this is not about uh, bringing the Russia and the, the the West together in a war. This is the argument is about when everyone agrees, including the head of NATO uh, and Biden himself says that that uh, Ukraine should join NATO, but it's it's a discussion about when
0: and finally Sweden and one other nation are getting the go ahead to be admitted and they border on uh, on Russia if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah so in the in the last year we've seen the nato alliance grow and and i think the bigger point is when Vladimir Putin went into Ukraine last year in February, he wanted to destroy the NATO alliance. And we've seen the opposite happen. So we see Finland has joined and Sweden is in the process of joining. The Turks have removed their objection. So the NATO alliance is growing. I think the broader point, though, is, uh, you know, why should NATO uh, receive uh, why, why should NATO be Or sorry? Why should Ukraine be part of NATO? And, you know, I have a lot of reasons, John. But the top reason that I can give you is that it's cheaper to stop Russia in Ukraine than in Western Europe. And Ukraine's eventual NATO membership is the only ironclad way to stop Russia in Ukraine. So th- f- from from a cost perspective, there's a number of other, I think, compelling arguments. But that's why Ukraine should
0: be part of NATO eventually. Thank you so much for this. Always appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Melinda Herring is at the uh, Atlantic Council's Eurasia Center. And uh, we've gone to her on numerous occasions because, as you just heard, she's terrific at explaining uh, for sort of global civilians uh, what's going on on the international stage.